When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast. Brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com. All right, Cincinnati's Q102. It's Jeff and Jen, 624. We're looking at a mix of sun and clouds today. There's a good possibility of a light sprinkle maybe at some point this afternoon. Uh, And if that does happen, it's going to happen pretty much north of the metro area. We'll see a high of 83. Right now it's 60 at Cincinnati's Q102. It's Wednesday, everybody. All right, everybody. Free talk. What's all the noise for? No shop talk. You woke me up. Also, no religion or politics. Too divisive. Hey, well, at least it's quiet. Also, don't tell a story about someone we don't all know. It makes people feel excluded. We don't have to listen to that stupid music they make us play. I actually kind of like the music. We're not talking about music. It makes me feel like I'm on hold all day. We're on the air. Johnny Depp, is this a guy who needs to be protected from himself? Get to that story here in a minute. Also, Kanye West stepping in it again. Have the full story coming up. Right now, though, let's begin this hour's e-news with Justin Timberlake and a Spice Girl. I want to play Never Have I Ever with Ellen. She comes up with just some of the best questions. And uh, they played yesterday in sync. All of them were there with Ellen. And Ellen asked the guys if they'd ever hooked up with a Spice Girl. And four of the guys immediately said no. But Justin Timberlake did enough hemming and hawing to make it obvious that he had. He was never asked to elaborate and didn't offer any details on his own. How could he dare? He's married now. (laughs) Right. Yeah, to a woman that I could see punching him in the nose for telling the world what he did but he was i watched the episode and he was she kept asking questions specifically i think targeted towards justin because he's so private about sharing his life Mm -hmm. and so he seemed a little like kind of taken aback about answering any of these questions yeah he's very sensitive i remember when i interviewed him when they were first brand new i made some comment about his butt or shaking his butt or and he got so embarrassed. He oh, just yeah? was beat red. Yeah. Every single question she asked was like, have you ever hooked up with a Spice Girl? Have you ever hooked up with somebody on a tour bus? Have you ever hooked up with a fan? Have you ever hooked up with this? Have you ever hooked up? I mean, yeah. they, they were all like hooked up, hook up questions. Which makes it so much fun when oh, they sure. squirm like that, you know? But uh, it was a 2004 interview on British TV that Emma Button pretty much admitted that she had hooked up with Justin at some point. So Baby Spice. She was I would have thought Spice. it was Mel B. Like, I didn't know about his history with Baby Spice. Yeah, I think I probably would have picked Baby Spice because of the blonde ponytail. Yeah. She looked a lot like Britney. Remember, this was how many years ago? 14? Yeah. The Long other time. funny thing they asked is, like, had you ever hooked up with, each like, another person's 
Like, for example, have you ever hooked up with the same person? Yes. (laughs) Like Joey hooked up with them and, you know, whoever hooked up with them and they all said yes. Yeah, I was going to say, you know that happened. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Cincinnati's Q102, Jeff and Jen, 637, mix of sun and clouds today, late day sprinkle, and a high of 83. It is 60 with Jeff and Jen at Cincinnati's Q102. So one of our top e-news this morning has to do with Kanye West, who's been talking a lot lately. He appeared on TMZ Live yesterday to talk up his love affair with President Trump, but He also shared an interesting take on slavery. So I'm going to read you some of the quotes here. Kanye said, and I'm quoting, when you hear about slavery for 400 years, dot, 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 for 400 years, that sounds like a choice. Like you were there for 400 years and it's all y'all. It's like we're mentally imprisoned. And later he addressed the entire TMZ newsroom asking, do you feel that I am being free and that I am thinking free when discussing this topic? And he was immediately called out by a black TMZ staffer named Van Lathan. Uh, Van said, you know, I actually don't think you're thinking about anything. I think what you're doing right now is actually the absence of thought. There is fact and real life and real world consequences behind everything you just said. Uh, Van went on to say, Kanye, while you are making music and being an artist, the rest of us have to deal with these threats to our lives and deal with the marginalization that comes from the 400 years of oppression that you said for our people was a choice. So, frankly, I'm disappointed. I'm appalled. And, brother, I'm unbelievably hurt by the fact you have morphed into something that's not real. You've got to be responsible. Now, friends are saying that Kanye has not been taking his medication regularly, that he is uh, sort of uh, on the... Always feel confident on your second date. With help from the Plastic Surgery Group. Schedule a consultation at 513-791-4440 or at theplasticsurgerygroup.com. Surgery has an art. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts on this self-schedule where sometimes he takes it and sometimes he doesn't. And the things that came out of his mouth yesterday was a result of that. Medication for? I don't know. I was just telling you, I was reading on TMZ and it says here that the doctors ordered him to take three pills a day. And Kanye is saying that that seriously messed with his mind in a big way. And now he's only taking one or two pills a week. Um, The problem, I guess, is with the medication. Doctors aren't even sure what works and what doesn't because they can't try to get him to control or regulate himself on something because he doesn't want to take it. Others are saying he was trying to express a metaphor and he just didn't artfully articulate it. Uh, Also, during the TMZ interview, Kanye admitted that he got hooked on opioids after getting liposuction. Uh, which is weird that he would do liposuction since his mom died during the same procedure, but uh, he had a reason. He said he didn't want people like TMZ fat-shaming him like they did to his brother-in-law, Robert Kardashian. Uh, He told the TMZ staffers, I had plastic surgery because I was trying to look good for you all. 
Uh, meanwhile, Kanye also sat down for an, for an interview with Charlemagne the God that lasted for about an hour and 45 minutes. And he covered everything that's happened in the last year and talked about one spot, talked in one spot about how the radio industry started treating him differently after he hijacked Taylor Swift's acceptance mm-hmm. speech some years back. Remember this? Really? Yes, ever since the Taylor Swift moment, it just had never, it never been the same. The connection with radio. It's like... Whatever powers that be, it was much harder after that. The radio element was just one of the factors. There's like the situation with my wife in Paris and all of the elements of like you feeling like helpless. You feeling like what can you do? A thousand, you know, I I had like went to Paris on that trip to protect her. Not protect her, you know, physically, but to go and just help her with her looks because she's in Paris. So I'm like, let me put my eye on it personally. Uh, one of the things that she said that she heard is that they were coming to rob her and they had to wait till I had, I had left. And when I finally, and that the people would uh, have been strategizing and scheming on that for a long time. So when she probably got to Paris by herself, they were like, okay, this is our chance. So Kanye feeling a lot of guilt about that. Uh, he also touched on his support for President Trump again and said that Donald Trump becoming president means to him that anything is possible. When he was running, it's like I felt something. It's like the fact that he won, it's like it proved something. It proved that anything is possible, that Donald Trump could be president of America. Kanye also says that President Obama should have called to apologize for calling him a jackass back in 2009. He's a jackass. That I remember was, that. Yeah. That was in response to him hijacking the microphone and taking it from Taylor Swift during her acceptance speech. That was President Obama's off-the-cuff reaction. He didn't realize it was being filmed. He thought he was having a private conversation. And this is what Kanye had to say about that. So Obama, it's like, yeah, he's like my favorite artist. I want your support. I'm running for office. I'm like, oh, this is dope. You know, we're going to get a black president. Stu's Matt Cool. He's from Chicago. Then when I went on stage, and it would have been good if this video didn't get out, but you saw the video. We called you a jackass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he never called me. To apologize, just the, the same person that sat down with me and my mom, I think should have communicated to me directly. I'm your favorite artist. You play Touch the Sky at your inauguration. And now all of a sudden, Kendrick and Jay and all these, all the people you invite to the White House, like now, these your favorite rappers now. And I, I ain't got no problem with these rappers, but you know I'm your favorite, but I'm not safe. But that's why you love me. So just tell me you love me. That's all. And tell the world you love me. Don't tell the world I'm a jackass. I'm fighting hard enough. He's so calm in these interviews. Have you noticed that? That's exactly what I was thinking. It doesn't sound like the Kanye that goes on rants. Well, you know, he uh, he talks about what he does instead of going to therapy. And this might have something to do with it. I use the world as my therapy, as as my therapist. 
Anyone I talk to is my therapist. Mm-hmm. I will pull them into the conversation of what I'm feeling at that point and get their perspective. Sometimes they'll be like, damn, I'm talking to yay. I'm not expecting to talk about this. I'll use, I'll, you know, I'll talk through things. Mm-hmm. Anybody that I'm around, and I put that as advice to people. It's like use people around you mm-hmm. as your therapist because they probably know more about you. Like a therapist is like, does a crash course in yay and then comes and it's like want to give you, you know, some advice. And I'm not saying that the therapists are bad. I'm just saying that I, I like just talking to acquaintance, friends, family, and, you know, I keep them on the phone, you know, for 45 minutes at a time talking through things. It's like, it's, it's kind of narcissistic, you know, <laughs> uh, talk about my problems, using the energy, even like just them being a sounding board. I know. Can you imagine like you've never met Kanye West before and he just starts like unburdening himself on you <laughs> and you can't get him off the it. phone? I would love that. Yeah. I know. I'd be Jen would love just heaven. an hour with this guy. <laughs> I would. Sit down. I would be entertained. That's for sure. But it always seems to happen around the time this craziness it always seems to coincidentally happen around the time that he's releasing new material isn't that something well, it's he's man. just out there talking and talking and talking and he doesn't like ever stop oh. well he just gave us his disclaimer i'm in therapy anytime he talks like that interviewer was like uh, yeah duh i think <laughs> the kardashians are going up, nuts man. though because they <laughs> like to have control yeah and they can't the, control not him. at all and so kim's just in the back like Oh, look at my baby. Look at my body. Look at this. (laughs) It is all fascinating, isn't it? It sure is. Well, Johnny Depp has a couple of ex-bodyguards that are suing him. They are claiming they never got overtime or meal and rest breaks. They started working for Johnny in 2016 and immediately noticed things were spiraling downward. Johnny was making sudden and drastic changes to his staff which meant the bodyguards often had to assume additional duties, including driving. And they were often asked to drive vehicles that contained, quote, illegal substances, open containers and minors. They also had to become caretakers for Johnny and protect him from himself and his vices. Like the time he was so hammered at a club that they had to tell him he had to, quote, illegal substances in, uh, that were visible on his face. Hmm. They say they were forced to leave as a result of, quote, the toxic and dangerous work environment and the constant labor code violations of their employers. And they are seeking unspecified damages. Well, we've seen that guy hammered. No kidding. And he he's a mess. He can be. He sure can be. Wow. He knows how to. He knows how to go play hard. Right. So it's not that hard to imagine. And uh, since we're on the topic of mental health, in an interview with the British edition of Cosmopolitan magazine, Camilla Cabello talked about her struggles with obsessive compulsive disorder. Now, this sounds more serious than maybe just, you know, having things color coordinated in your closet, but it doesn't sound completely debilitating for her either. In fact, it's hard to grasp how seriously it is affecting her, but she said OCD is weird and I laugh about it now everybody has different ways of handling stress and for me if I get really stressed thinking about something I'll start to have that same thought over and over and over again and just sort of obsess over it and no matter how many times I get to the resolution I feel like something bad is about to happen if I don't keep thinking about it and thinking about it I didn't know what it was and then I found out later I learned how to step back from it and once I knew what it was and I could identify it that it's just OCD. It made me feel so much better. So now I'm in much better control of it to the point where I'm like, aha, okay, this is just my OCD. 
I'll ask my mom a question for the fourth time, and she'll be like, that is your OCD. You just need to let it go. Thanks for listening to the Q102 Jeff and Jen Morning Show Podcast, brought to you by CBG Airport. Start your trip at CBGAirport.com.